You're listening to the One Small Bite Podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is your host, David Roscoe, with the One Small Buy Podcast. And this is awesome. This is episode number 48. And uh, I've got my friend Andrew Takata coming in on this. He is owner of HNL Movement, an online company that focuses on elevating human performance in sports, fitness, and health and life. His philosophy is really pretty much in line with mine. He is creating a multiple dimensional approach that allows us to live an active lifestyle that you love. He is a unique blend of professional experiences, being a certified athletic trainer, and he has a master's degree in athletic training too. He's pretty awesome. He is um, in Honolulu, Hawaii. He's got experience on the Nas- the International Olympic Committee. He strives to help athletes and people at all levels with rehab and injury prevention, performance, training, as well as incorporating sustainable nutritional habits. Um, he also has a, a passion for sharing these resources and knowledge and, and beliefs. And when I met up with this guy on the Smart Passive Income uh, community, I thought, man, he just he aligns with everything that that I do, and I thought, yeah, he's got to have, uh, he's got to be on this podcast. So uh, he's very humble. He uh, he's a down to, down to earth kind of guy. So you're gonna love this episode. You got to tune in to the end where he talks about the loco moco, and I, I'm not gonna give it away because you just got to pay attention to that. It's just great. Just a quick reminder, though, this episode is brought to you by TD Wellness, my nutrition practice. And remember, we are offering virtual consults, and your insurance will probably cover. Just go to our website, onesmallbite.net, and hit contact us, and we'll set things up. Okay, I'm ready to dive into this interview. Hope you guys are too, so here we go. All right, hey folks, I'm really excited to bring to you a good friend that I've met on a community, um, a professional community that we're uh, part of together called SPI Pro. Uh, His name is Andrew Takata. Hey, Andrew, what's up? How's it going? Thanks for having me, David. Very yeah, exciting. man. I'm I'm really excited to have you on, and my friend. I I'm really excited about your story. I, I want to give a little bit of a background on who you are and and kind of what you do. You're you're the founder of HNL Movement, uh, which is an online company that focuses on elevating human performance in sports, fitness, health, and life. I love, man, your philosophy. This multi-dimensional approach. What I'd love for you to do is kind of touch in on some of that. What does that mean? And uh, and kind of tell people what I'm seeing on your website as well. Sure, of course. You know, it's, as you know, we go through school and we specialize. You're a registered dietitian. I went the sports medicine route and became a certified athletic trainer. And what's funny to me is that later as I got through my career, 
all of the things that we specialize in, we don't really talk about some of the basics of how they overlap so much. Intuitively, we understand that, okay, sports medicine, fitness, health, nutrition, they all are important. But when it comes to how you interconnect all of them together to make it work for your lifestyle, that's the thing that was missing. And I can honestly say from my experience, it took me honestly over 30 years of my life before I started realizing this is the big concepts of nutrition. It's not all of the things that you see mainstream in the media or all of your infomercials or books. You just kind of almost neglect, I guess, learning some of the fundamental principles. So that's really what I try to piece together is my experiences from the sports medicine side, injury prevention side, but also growing up around sports and being around strength and conditioning, doing it myself and helping others with it. And then over the past three, four years, that's when I really started to say, hey, I'm missing this big part of nutrition that it wasn't that I wasn't introduced to it, but when you start to really dive into some of the education resources that you have, you realize that these are things that we do not learn growing up and definitely not through school. That's true. I mean, I, yes, you know, it's so interesting that you're, you're saying that because the way I see what you or kind of the vision that I have of what you're talking about, of putting those pieces together is how our healthcare system is really the just opposite of that, where everyone is working in silos. You have an endocrinologist, a cardiologist, a nephrologist. You have the primary care. You have the, um, um, I, I'm forgetting other specialty areas, but you have all of these specialists and no one's talking to anybody. The idea is, or would have been, or it was, let's have all these professionals have the gatekeeper running the show, but that's not really happening. And so how, how do you do it, man? How, how do you put all these pieces together? Are you talking about you trying to incorporate all of these pieces into your program or are you actually seeking out other professionals as well? Yes. Yeah, so I think exactly what you said. Unfortunately, that's been the healthcare model for many decades, working in silos, kind of separate from everyone else. And we lose that that cohesiveness of what's best for each patient or athlete. And what's interesting is for those that don't really know what athletic trainers are, we're typically tied with sports teams. It's typically the people that you see responding to injuries on the sideline, um, but we are healthcare professionals in many other settings. So from an athletic training perspective, that's actually kind of what we do. We're the kind of the glue that holds all of the different specialties together for the athlete's care, whether that's their PCP, or they need to go see an orthopedic specialist, or they need to get referred for mental health. Um, all of these different, different professions we work with to make sure that the athlete has everything that they need, all of the resources. So my goal is kind of learning about all of these. Of course, I'm not going to be specialized in all of them, but you can take some of these concepts. And what is accessible to, unfortunately, the higher level athletes, if you get to college or pro, you have all of these resources, but if you're not in that situation, the average person does not have these resources. And that's what I'm trying to bring my athletic training background to get all of these resources, knowledge, education, speaking to people like you and providing it on a platform that people can get access to some of the information and get access to understanding, oh, this is how everything works together instead of you waiting till 
you know, you get in the perfect situation before you get any of this knowledge or information passed to you. So as an athletic trainer, how do you do that with an online business? Yes. So that's my struggle. And I think I'm still learning. Um, I'm really, I'm really new to the online business platform. I've just started creating my company from, from its original idea. It might be just about a year, um, putting things into action. That's been a process as we all know with any business, but what I'm trying to do is Everything that I do in person, in the clinic with all of my patients, clients, athletes, I do have a full-time job. So I'm the director of athletic training and director of nutrition at a clinic called Performance Rehab Ortho out in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, So I'm taking all of those concepts, what I have seen help people, um, what types of resources I can provide, and I'm trying to package that into online education and online courses. Um, both for the end consumer, for people that are looking to get some kind of transformation or get some kind of help along their fitness journey. But also I'm collaborating with other professionals. I love coming on podcasts like this and talking to you with other professionals to get insight as to what other types of things are we missing or overlooking for the average person that will really make a big difference in their quality of life and their progress with what they're trying to achieve. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the challenge, I guess. I'm trying to figure out how to present this in online courses. And the end goal is to reach more people than I could reach in person in the clinic. And I think that's the beauty of where the online space is now, even with platforms like this to podcast and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, you're broadening your reach by doing online because you're secluded in an on an island, albeit probably everybody's dream place to be (laughs) but it does make it hard for you to reach out to um, more individuals and get that information out Um, so yeah yeah I mean online is the way to go how how have you been faring with COVID and dealing with that actually I'm sure a lot of professionals feel very similar during COVID even though there's more stay-at-home orders restrictions it has been extremely hectic for me. Oh, really? Um, a lot of, yes, a lot of the, not only getting my online business set up, but also trying to get resources to the people that have worked with me in the past. Mm. So this has actually, it's stressful, but it's also kind of like a blessing in disguise because it really forced me to get creative. How am I going to train some of, some of my college athletes that are still trying to stay fit, waiting for their season to happen? So I had to get really creative with, making all the video resources, uh, communicating with them through Zoom, trying to have be accessible to them because they have questions, you know, especially when you're not able to come into a facility or a gym, you have to be very creative and be smart with your training because that's usually when people tend to do things that are not, they're not accustomed to and they've opened themselves to injury risks. So it's understanding how to be creative during these hard times. And it forced me to just get on it, make video content, learn how to communicate other than face-to-face. So that's kind of been an interesting time through this whole COVID situation. So I have a little, I'm going to digress a little bit from the health and wellness world because I'm a little bit curious. No, not a little bit. As an entrepreneur, I'm really curious about um, how you're balancing that because I think you said you have a full-time job as the athletic trainer 
at your facility, right? And so, and you're doing this side hustle. How, do, how is that working out for you? I have to be honest. It's very stressful. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I think, figured you were going to go there. Yes. <laughs> and for me, it's really trying to, I think it's perfect that we met um, in SPI with Pat mm-hmm. Flynn. If people mm-hmm. don't know him, then you should try you gotta, to look it up. Yeah, you yeah. got to look it up. By the he way, has, SPI stands for Smart Passive Income. Yes. And he just started a community called SPI Pro. I should have stipulated that earlier. And that's what Andrew and I are members of. But that's how we met and, and, and fascinated by each other's approach. So I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you there. But no, yeah, that's no one of the ways that you're doing that is you got SPI Pro. So go ahead, go on. Yeah, so I think as you've, as, as you've seen how valuable that community is with entrepreneurs, I'm finding that I can get the resources or the questions answered. I can meet great people who haven't done it before. And that's actually helping me get more streamlined. Um, I think for with the full-time job and everything, you know, time management, just making sure that I'm spending my efforts wisely. I'm not wasting my time. That's something that I, I am improving and it has gotten a lot better over the past few months, but it's just continuing to, to slowly just work on the things that are important, I guess. Um, the good thing is that I'm not doing something completely um, not related to what I do on a daily basis. So it's more just, okay, how am I going to spend my efforts to make sure I can convert this into something that I can communicate the message, the lessons, the education over an online platform, and just working as smart as possible so that I don't get burnt out or I don't uh, lose path of what I'm trying to accomplish yeah. as, as you know, very well. Yeah. Burnout is real, man. Burnout is super <laughs> real. Uh, I find myself, um, working whenever I have a moment. Um, to me, there's weekends are the same as weekdays and evenings are part of my, uh, come back from my break (laughs) and er early mornings, uh, after my workouts is I can squeeze in a little more work there, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear you. Um, so, uh, I got a couple other questions that are a little bit more related to than athletics. Um, Mm -hmm. so what areas, what, uh, athletics or what, uh, athletes do you work with the most, or do you, do you see a wide range? That's a good question. I see a, I see a very wide range. So everyone from beginner levels, just starting fitness or sports, and they could be very young. Um, I've worked with athletes as young as probably intermediate school, maybe late elementary school when they're starting to want a little bit more guidance with their activities or their sports. And that has spanned all the way up to professional athletes. Um, Hawaii is a very, very small community. Um, So a lot of the professional athletes, um, we all kind of eventually cross paths and run, run um, by each other. So I've gotten, I've been very fortunate to work with some of the best athletes in Hawaii. And also I've had experiences. Uh, I went to grad school at university of Hawaii. So majority of my experience there was helping with uh, the football team. So got a lot of football experience and I've been fortunate, extremely lucky to have the opportunity. I worked one year with the Detroit lions. So the NFL football team. Wait, how did, so how did you do, where, how did you do that from Hawaii, <laughs> from Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, 
I guess just the luck of the draw. I mean, I'm super fortunate. I was able to apply for a one one season internship as a certified athletic trainer. Uh, so coming out of grad school, this was back in 2013. I spent the whole season as a certified athletic trainer on their staff, and that that really is a interesting experience in itself. But you get to see how how much more resources is available the higher levels you go. And I think for me that that was when I knew. All of this resources that is available, all the knowledge, how everybody works together, that's something that I want to bring back not only to my home, Hawaii, but also just bring it to the general population and give these people the chance to really just improve the quality of their life and do things to take care of their body. Yeah. 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 Um, so just a, 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 as a, a little aside here, did you like the cold in Detroit? Uh, that was question right <laughs> that yeah coming from hawaii i mean i've lived in colorado for a little bit in college but Ooh. going to michigan that was that was an experience um, <laughs> and bad. from all the locals that winter was one of the worst winters that they had in like a decade and i was of like course. of course when i'm here <laughs> yeah. so i mean there were many mornings jokingly i'm getting into the facility early in the morning and you know just making jokes and not enjoying the cold and you know everyone kind of knew about it but it was it was a good experience though yeah because i would imagine the vast majority of people in hawaii don't own a winter coat or boots do they definitely not that's something that you have to purchase on the mainland or borrow from other people that are avid snowboarders or skiers yeah 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 yeah, yeah. or rent when you get there right yes yes <laughs> Um, wow, that's that's great. That's that's hilarious. All right, so for not your athletes per se, but maybe for us recreational athletes, I like to call us uh, us gym rats and um, people that love working out. I love um, being on my bike, and I know I have lots of injuries that I deal with and stuff. What what do you what do you see are the most common pitfalls, the common mistakes, and then um, ways out of them? Yes. <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, it's it's going to I give you the simple answer and it will make probably a lot of sense to your listeners. So, one of the things that I see is that just like with anything else with nutrition, right? You don't realize how one thing will affect so many other things. And when it comes to injuries, a lot of times everyone's going to sustain an injury. If you're remotely active, it doesn't matter what level, you're going to get injured sometime in your life. And what happens is when we don't fully take care or address one injury, that's going to kind of snowball. It might not be that year, it could be 10 years, 20 years down the line. But when we start to not address the way that our body is supposed to move, that's when we probably run into the most problem. And it could be it could be completely unrelated or completely on the opposite side of your body or somewhere else. Let's say, for example, you have a foot or ankle injury. That years down the line could turn into com- compensatory patterns that affects your shoulder or affects your spine or your neck. And it's things that we don't really make the connection to because uh, unfortunately, like you said, healthcare, it's like, okay, your ankle sprained or your foot is injured. Let's take care of the foot. But really that's integrated into the whole system of how we move. So that's what I would recommend with people, you know, go see a practitioner, go see someone that specializes in orthopedic injuries, because a lot of times when you start to address the movement, you don't realize that, oh, I've been moving this way or improperly or not ideally for years. And if we really address some of this deficit, you'll be that much better, better off just in life, but you'll feel like you can perform your, 
even going to the gym at a higher level. So, so that's what you mean by, by connecting the dots by this mm-hmm. interprofessional approach where you're not just providing that yourself, but you're also looking at using other professionals as well. But one of the things that you're saying is, hey, if, if, if you have an injury, get to it right away. You know, it's funny that you say that because I've been in martial arts for many years. I, I mean, I don't do it anymore. I've cycled for many years. Um, I have uh, an exercise physiologist or certified mm-hmm. exercise physiologist certification, I should say, from the American College of Sports Medicine. And I know some and enough about what to do and how to properly work out. Um, but then what to do when you actually get injured, totally different story. And I've suffered from many, many injuries, hip, Mm -hmm. knees, shoulders, neck, arms, wrists, fingers, toes. Oh gosh, there has been one thing or another. But I will tell you, you said something that I think is really, really uh, so spot on. It's like the um, thigh bone is connected to the pelvis bone kind of thing. There's, you can have an injury on your toe and if not looked at or, or taken care of, yes. that will affect your gait. And then yes. the pronation because of that injury may then affect the way you run, which then may create an injury in your IT band, which then yeah. can exasperate, right? That's what you're talking about. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. And yeah. a lot of times, I guess, we don't connect the dots until you actually get assessed or you, you have that understanding like what you just said, which is, which is great from anyone that remotely studies it. They'll have that little bit more in-depth knowledge that this is an important issue that could lead to other issues if it's not properly addressed. And on the bigger spectrum, um, I won't go too much. I won't diverge too much. Go, as, bigger, go as, hard, as far as you want, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> on the bigger spectrum, I mean, those injuries, there's a huge mental component, right? So then psychologically, it could have an effect on what you're doing, mm. how you're feeling throughout the day. That can lead into nutrition again. You know, it could eat, lead into stress eating, emotional eating, all of these other things, or even your nutritional habits when you're out on the sideline in a way, when you're not able to do your normal activities, your nutrition habits have to kind of adjust with your lifestyle. So it's all of these things that I guess, even for me, you don't realize how many, how many things have an influence on your overall life until you're actually put in that situation. And unfortunately, when you're in that situation, it's kind of hard to look from the, you know, from the inside out to see, okay, what do I need to do now? And sometimes that's where getting professional help from people like you or coming into my clinic, whatever it is, that's sometimes the education piece or the resource that they need to really get them back on track to lead their life again. Yeah, that's so good that you're saying that, you know, again, I I think what one message that I'm really hearing from you is um, get it up or get it done soon. I mean, fix the problem early on, otherwise it's going to fester and Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you get that emotional stress, you get that emotional anxiety, or that's affecting you a little bit, you're not sleeping well, and then you kind of want to use a little bit of food to make you feel a little bit better, and it starts out very innocently, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this made me feel good, you know, I kind of took my mind off of that pain a little bit, or stress, or loneliness, because I'm training too hard kind of concept, 
And yes. I can totally see, I can go on about the nutrition part too, but yeah, mm. so much of that mindset too, I think is what you're talking about, right? All right, so yes. speaking of that mindset, then I'm going to throw a curve at you here because it really makes me think of a lot of what I saw and I still see in uh, sports, athletics, and that is the pain and gain mentality. Like, um, <laughs> and it's very cultish too. You know, there's a lot mm. of different or fitness organizations or groups or gyms or centers that are all into you got to hit the highest heart rate or you've got to <laughs> just if you're not bleeding then you're not hurt or <laughs> if um if you can get up you're fine uh, mm -hmm. that how do you deal with that kind of injury or that kind of client where you're, you know, you're, you're dealing with all of that. Uh, gosh, I don't want to say it's just machismo, but you know, that tough and, yes. and, and, and pain gain kind of thing. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's interesting because, you know, that is kind of the old school mindset. It's to, you know, keep pushing mental toughness. And we still see that today, but I think as a profession, and I'm talking like all of the industries, like athletics, sports medicine, strength and conditioning, you're seeing a shift away from that. And it's not saying that we're losing that mental toughness, but I think as the decades go on, you evolve and you start to learn that, hey, what we're doing back then, that was the best knowledge available or best resources, what we knew. But as you start to learn more, things have to shift. So there's a couple of key points that I wanna touch on, I guess with that is, you know, I tend to try to look at the bigger picture, I think with any situation, because there were pros and cons to having that no, no pain, no gain mentality. But now when you're fast forwarding, maybe like 10, 20 years down the line, it's like with all of the resources, there's certain times where that mindset does not provide any extra benefit. So it mm. actually, actually becomes detrimental. And I think some of the things that we're seeing or some of the trends that I look at is that back then, maybe in the 90s, 2000s, you know, I kind of grew up with that mentality too. We didn't, I didn't know what an athletic trainer was until I was a senior in college. So that, that kind of says a lot. Wow. And the profession has grown a lot. So I'm, I'm kind of in that mindset that, oh, you were injured, you just take care of it. You know, if it becomes really bad where you can't play, then you go see someone. But if you can power through it, even if it's not ideal, you're going to play. So I kind of grew up around that. But at that time in the past too, I think people were moving a lot more. They were moving better. You know, there were, there were ways that I guess we're addressing movement without us even knowing it by not being so sedentary, not having as much technology, you know, all of these kind of factors, I think they have an influence on it. Now the no pain, no gain mindset. I think sometimes people just didn't know, you know, we didn't know that much about heat illness. We didn't know that much about how much dehydration actually affected mental performance, physical performance, all of that. So as, as knowledge comes out, you know, we have to adjust that mindset and try to do what's better. I think now with the trend of where fitness and athletics are going, it's more just training smart, I would say. And if you're not training smart, I think everyone in the field of sports and, and any active lifestyle, they're seeing that if you're not training smart, you're actually probably falling behind. And that's what people don't want to see. They don't want to see the decline in performance. So it's when you start to explain it to someone with that mindset, I think you get the buy-in pretty quickly. If you talk to them about their goals, you know, make them the, the center of their plan, make them understand that 
you know, this no pain, no gain mindset is actually going to affect your performance instead of elevate your performance. And that's the conversation that I usually tend to have. And I think when you're looking out for the patient and they understand that they feel that it's very easy to shift that mindset, especially it's, it's even easier when that mindset has gotten them into problems or issues that they can see it's not working too well. So there's a lot of shift in that. And I think there's more work to be done, of course, but it's come a long way, even from a decade ago. Yeah, I had a psychologist uh, who started an eating disorder um, center here in Atlanta, Georgia, um, Dr. Linda Buchanan. I had her on the show. I did a two-part series because eating disorder is a big part of what I do with, with a lot of clients. And it's not just people with anorexia, there are a lot of athletes that, and we're going to get into some, a little bit of that. There are a lot of athletes that deal with eating disorders. But um, one of the things that she said that I think was really beneficial about changing the mindset, someone may be coming in with this no pain, no gain mentality. It's the same thing in my world with nutrition. You know, I'm going to do it this way because this is the best diet in the world. It's the same no, no pain, no gain mentality. You're going to hurt yourself psychologically mostly um, by doing this on a regular basis because you're really going to create more deprivation and increased desire. And so one of the things that Dr. Buchanan said is instead of arguing with the client, which I think is something that you're getting to Andrew here and in, in what you're saying, making it the client, making the client realize that they're the center of their plan. And so the idea that she was talking about is asking them the question of instead of seeing it my way is actually asking them, well, do you see that there's actually at least there is some kind of truth to doing it a different way? And so now instead of it's you've got to see it my way. Now they're they're asking themselves that question because mm-hmm. there's probably I mean, we're both going for the same thing. The client and I are both going for the, I want to help you improve yourself. Mm -hmm. So we know that there's some truth to this. Okay, what part of that truth can we then go on? And that's that's where we find that common ground, right? Yes, definitely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's and that's tough sometimes finding it with clients because when they're (laughs) when they're big athletes, I mean, they're training hard. It's that. I got to do it harder. I got to do it. I got to do it harder. I got to do it harder kind of mentality. All right. I'm going to ch- yes. change gears on you here. I'd love to know then let's, let's let everybody know your nutrition philosophy. How, what is your nutrition philosophy? And then how do you fit that into your athletic training? Yeah. So my nutrition philosophy, I think I've looked up what you do and some of your content. It's very similar. I okay. think it needs to be, it needs to be things that are learned. I like to focus on basics. Um, if I could sum it up in two words, all of the nutrition clients I have are two questions. The first session, I kind of give them the, the spiel of my holistic approach, kind of making sure that everything's benefiting from our nutritional habits. And I really ask them to ask themselves two questions. And I actually got this primarily from Precision Nutrition, who does an awesome job coaching clients. So the first question is, is whatever you're doing benefiting all aspects of your life? And I think that's where diets don't do a good job um, because diets really focus primarily on the aesthetics, the physical. But when you really assess, is this, hel- is this helping my social life? Is this helping my emotional and mental health? Is this helping my professional schedule? You know, that's where 
we need to find what habits work better for you as an individual. So does it influence or affect, positively affect all areas of your life? And the second question that I ask them, and this is not if they're doing something short term, like, you know, prepping for the season or something. This is just fundamental habits. The second question is, is this something that you can sustain pretty much forever? And those are the things that I always revisit um, that kind of sums up my approach and the discussions and everything that we do, because you're really trying to have them learn basic habits that work better for them through their experiences, through their own realizations. And it's really just having that discussion. And of course, there's the nutrition science side. Of course, there's everything else. But really, it's more having a discussion where they're in the driver's seat. And I always tell my clients, you're really the driver of this. I'm just kind of the, I put it in this term, the lazy tour guide, where (laughs) I'll take you wherever you want to go and you explore And then I will answer any questions that you have, but I'm going to let you explore first instead of being the type A tour guide where it's like, you're going to follow me around what I think is important and just, you know, go off because that might not be as important to them and their lifestyle. Yeah. Azul Tarona's, I don't know if you know him, he's a book author um, and he is helping me write my book. And one of the things that he says to me, which I've used this philosophy quite a bit, is you want to be the Sherpa helping the client up the mountain. It's the hero's job to climb the mountain. You're just there to guide them. You're also not the guru on the top. Yes. You know, so I, I love that because Yoda wasn't fighting in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yes. And Obi-Wan Kenobi died soon, very early on. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, it's the hero's journey that's important. I love what you're doing with the two, these two questions, my friend. I think it's really spot on with exactly with my philosophy, too. You're right. You know, how is it what you're doing affecting all aspects of your life? That's That's beautiful because... Think about it. If I cut out carbohydrates, because that's probably one of the most common areas, right? If yes. I cut out carbohydrates, how is that affecting your relationships with people that want to go out and have something mm-hmm. to eat? If they're yes. going out somewhere and it's got to have a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of times, I remember when I was really young and starting out, and my, a lot of my buddies, especially my Aikido buddies, would tell me, no, nah, Dave, you know, uh, we're going to go here, which was sign, which was code for, I don't want to go with you, David, because you're always p- uh, finicky and picky with the foods that you eat, right? Uh-huh. It's a uh-huh. social isolation. As much as not having enough carbohydrates will not allow your performance yes. to really sparkle, right? And yes. I think that's sparkle. Maybe that's not the right word. <laughs> How <Yeah>. about shine? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, okay, anyway. But I love the other one part, the other part here, and that is, um, can you sustain this forever? Most people cannot sustain, not most people, almost everybody cannot sustain a ketogenic diet, nor can they sustain an intermittent fasting, but you fill in the diet here. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. So, so I love that we're, we're pretty much on the same um, wavelength here. Yeah. This is great. All right, my friend, I, I've got a whole bunch of questions, but I know this is going to take hours to do. And <laughs> I, I do want you to talk a little bit about your website because your website is just the bomb. And I, you got some great videos on there. So talk a little bit about your website. Uh, well, maybe talk a little bit about your business because that, that is your website. But yeah, go ahead and talk us a little bit no, about thank you. what's going on thanks there. For the, thanks for the uh, kind words about the website and everything. And yeah. 
I, I have to give it up for, I have a marketing and web development company based out in California okay. and they do a great job. They actually understand healthcare professionals and fitness professionals and how to actually deliver that message on media. So I, I really owe it all to them because I would not be able to create anything remotely <laughs> as nice or as effective as what they have done. And the one good thing that I will say is that if you do, if anyone wants to check out my website, it's hnlmovement.com, HNL in letters, um, which is kind of doubles as the backstory on this is it doubles as the airport code for Honolulu, where I born and raised from, but it's also an acronym in my mind for health, nutrition, and lifestyle. Okay. So it kind of doubles as both of that. And if you take a look at my website, I think they did a great job as to expressing the message and my philosophy very well. Um, I do have some videos and Instagram feed and all of that. And courses are coming very, very soon in the next few months. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my business summed up in a few in a few paragraphs on the website is that I'm really just trying to help people along their active lifestyle journey and trying to optimize everything that's going on, whether that's not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, socially, just making the most and living your life by taking care of your body. Um, a lot of the things that I focus on is very simple fundamentals. I mean, even with my elite athletes on the off season, if people see what we do, we don't do all of the flashy stuff. A lot of it is just, okay, just get back to basics. I mean, it's with any professional sport. I think in the off season, skill-wise, they get back to basics. You know, you're not going to see them doing all of the flashy stuff that most people think they're doing. And I just really bring that fundamental layer into what I do. And of course, I'm capable of doing everything else that they need. But it's bringing all of those resources that I have face-to-face -face with some of my clients and trying to um make it available and accessible to all of the all of the people that come across my website or people that I can't even meet and that's kind of my goal um with my website my social media my podcast and everything like that yeah um the uh, drop a, a good little promo there for your for your your podcast what's the name of it so it's HNL Movement Podcast, and okay. you can find it on all of the podcasting platforms. And you will be on there as a guest too, so I'm excited for that. Yes. Cool. Great. HNL Movement. Yes. Cool. Excellent. Okay. So same thing, same name. Um, and uh, Andrew, you're being modest about your website. It is really spectacular, but the company did capture your idea, your image, your philosophy really, really well. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it does really send your message of that, uh, connecting the dots that, uh, interprofessional work, uh, there's a bit of nutrition, there's a bit of fun, there's a bit of, of hard work in there. There's a bit of the image of a gym and, um, yeah, and you're also, you got a couple of other images at the beach and stuff too. So, it, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it really just captures everything really well. Um, Thank I want to say thank you, my friend. I think that this is just phenomenal that we've been we were able to connect. I, I really wanted to have you on the 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 show once you came out and connected with me, and I was like, "Yeah, this guy is really on it." So um, I appreciate it. But I do want I want to hit you with one question that I ask a lot of people: If you were stranded in a desert island, this is not fair because you're in Hawaii. <laughs> but if you were uh, stranded on a desert mainland island. Uh, and, uh, you had one food to choose, what would it be? 
one oh, that's meal. That's a tough one. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because I'm one that will eat almost anything and everything. Yeah. And even if it's not the best meal, I'll eat it. But being born and raised from Hawaii, we have a whole different variety and cultures of food and stuff. And one of the local staples, um, it's something that I like to enjoy occasionally, is what we call a local moko. And it's definitely not going to be the most nutritious meal, but that's what I grew up on. So what a local moko is, we eat a lot of rice, so it's rice. Then you yeah. have a hamburger patty. You have an egg on it, usually an over-easy egg with gravy on top. <laughs> wow. People are thinking, oh, what is this? But that's what we call a local moko. And, and, and of course... And, and, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, of course, it's not the most nutritious. But <laughs> for a lot of people that grew up on it, it brings that comfort. You know, it's kind of comfort food. So that's one of my all-time favorites that I enjoy every so often. But this is one of the reasons why I asked this question, because people have got to realize that eating healthy is a matter of getting what you need and what you want. Yes. You know, in Colombia, we have this traditional dish from a certain region called bandeja paisa, which is the countryman's meal and mm-hmm. or platter. And it's got chicharron or um, pork rinds with uh-huh. a big mound of rice, ground mm-hmm. beef, an egg on top, plantains <laughs> and beans. So mm-hmm. the locomoco, uh, it sounds very, I was like, Oh man, this is the exact same thing. This is—I yeah. love the connections in in or around the world on how we do this. So, mm-hmm. okay, cool. A- any uh, takeaways that you'd like listeners to 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 be left with from you? Yeah, I think one one last thing that might uh, stick with some of the listeners, if you get one thing out of this episode, is that think of everything that we do kind of like the perfect recipe. And I talk about a lot of this with training. Um, You know, like if you're cooking a dish or baking a dish, if you have too much of one thing, even if it's the main ingredient, that doesn't make the dish taste better, right? So when we talk about training, you have all these aspects of you being mentally in the right space to train, you having adequate recovery, adequate sleep, getting the nutrients that you need. All of this is like in a perfect balance. And that's what helps you to elevate or realize your optimal performance. It's not just, oh, this is really good for me. And I'm just going to go overboard on that because it really throws a balance off of everything. So if you kind of look at everything that's going on in your life and you try to find a little better balance, that's usually when you're going to start to feel, you know, notice results, notice improvements. And that really helps all of my athletes and my clients to elevate their game when it comes to whatever they're doing. That's a beautiful message, my friend. I love the, that, that you're saying that balance is not a, a perfect line, but you're bringing in a little bit of everything on those extremes and just letting the fluctuation go. I, I'm going to let people sit with that because I think that's spot on, my friend. Awesome. I appreciate it, Andrew, you coming on the show and sharing your insight, sharing your information. Great place. Where can people find you? Where can they listen to you? And give them all of that spiel one more time, please. You can find my website, hnlmovement.com. All of my social media handles are hnlmovement. And my podcast is the HNL Movement Podcast. Please check it out if you find anything useful. I'm always open to receive feedback or hear what has helped everybody. So please feel free to connect. Don't be a stranger. And I look forward to uh, listening to this episode when it comes out.
Yeah, me too, me too. And 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 I think I told you that we, my wife and I had plans to go to Hawaii, but because of coronavirus, yeah. we had to cancel. So we're going to make that trip and uh, I'm going to definitely go and visit you uh, one of these definitely. days. So, cool, yes. cool. Looking forward right. to it. Cool, Andrew, man. I appreciate you coming on and uh, taking the time and, and giving our listeners some great insights. So thanks a lot, Andrew. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Okay, cool. See you in a bit. All right. How about that? Andrew, awesome brother. I think that uh, you provide some great information. I just want to recap his takeaways, right? They so align with this one small bite approach with what I was talking about in the previous episode about commitment, compassion, curiosity, and consistency. And this is that multi-professional approach that I think is so important. We we can't just do it one one person. It has to be touched on from different angles. And so I love that, you know, it's when it comes to nutrition, it's like, is this something that's affecting your life and how is it going to be truthfully and fundamentally a part of your life? And then secondly, as he said, if this is not something that you can sustain for the rest of your life, then what are you doing? Why are you doing it, right? Things to think about here. So, hey man, I really appreciate that. And I love that Locomoco, you know, reminds me of that Colombian bandeja paisa which i love so much so great way of finishing off just to let people know that you know this is about enjoying your food and finding that place where you can really put it together one small bite at a time so we're not overeating we're not um just doing it emotionally but also with that health in mind right all right hey man if you haven't had a moment to give me a review i'd really appreciate you heading on down to the review section, hit me up with some stars. And uh, while you're there, drop me some great comments. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed, remember, subscribe, hit that subscribe button so you get these uh, shows updated automatically to your phone so you can always listen and be ready for it. All right, folks, remember, this is that uh, time where we talk about the three main points, right? Chop that diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul one small bite at a time. Until next time, thanks, folks. See you soon. Oh, yeah.